Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Keith over here, broadcasting live from our studios down here in Pensacola, Florida. And uh, it's it's almost Christmas, so this is pretty, technically like the last work day, you know, nice. I think, nice. before next week, right? I so, think so. Yeah, most people won't work Monday. Yeah. You're going to work Monday, though, aren't you? I probably will. Yeah, I figured. So uh, (laughs) um, we're going to talk today uh, about all kinds of movement and motion and therapy and rehab and and CrossFit and I'm sure some other subjects, too, but Justine didn't know about them yet, so uh, we won't talk. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So, but I'm going to let our two guests introduce themselves. So about Justine, by all means, please go ahead. Hi, it is Dr. Justine Williams, public floor P. He and owner of in, in her physique, pelvic floor physical therapy and wellness. Yeah. Gosh, that was you're, a lot. You're gonna have to practice that. Oh one. my god. Yeah, yeah. You need an acronym for sure. It's so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. me. That's right. It's you're new to this, you know. Yeah. yeah. True to this though. Yeah. There you go. She's the, ooh, that was ooh. fancy. Ooh. She's been waiting all day to use that one yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, my name is Dr. C.J. De Palma, physical therapist. Um, I am owner operator of the Movement Doctor, a cash based PT clinic ooh. here in Pensacola, Florida, specializing in um, pain management and uh, high-level athletes, uh, rehab and Mm -hmm. injury. Write it down. Write the script and just just practice it over and over. Elevator pitches, you need them. Yeah, less than 30 seconds. Less than 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. There's there's so much I got to teach you. Oh, my gosh. This is why you're hiring me. He's just building (laughs) building his resume. (laughs) That's it. So, um, okay, so let's, for those that don't know what you do and why you're uh, sort of unique to this arena, give them a sort of a rundown. Okay, so pelvic floor physical therapy is not by far new at all. It's a form of rehabilitation that has been around for a really long time. People just don't know about it. Mm -hmm. One, because of what we do. We treat the pelvic floor, which is an internal muscle. You know, if you don't go to the OBGYN or, you know, a urologist or something like like that, you probably won't, you know, Mm -hmm. know much about this area. So, you know, it's private. So we treat it. Don't think about it until you have a problem there, right? Exactly. Don't think about it until you have a problem there. So I think that's why. Um, Yeah, overall. So we do pelvic floor stimulation for dysfunction. So if you are a pre or postpartum mom who has leakage, if you are a male who needs surgery on your prostate, pre or post-op, if you are a kiddo who's, you know, experiencing bedwetting or accidents at school, we treat it all. So anything that impacts that area. Huh. Who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, from an outside perspective, a lot of people, it's uh, it's just generally very believed as taboo. Yeah. Um, so people are very embarrassed to admit that they sure. have issues. Um, and uh, the, It's not the first thing you want to go telling everybody. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, people hide it like, oh, it's not that bad. Or, right. or post, post-pregnancy moms or postpartum moms or, oh, it's normal. It's yeah, right. postpartum. It's not normal. You know, and that's what um, I think is very important to understand, especially for uh, the people who know me and the people I deal mm-hmm. with, CrossFit athletes or just athletes in general yeah. that do a lot of um, jumping, running, running. Uh, you know, uh, lifting, uh, females, uh, leak all the time, right. um, with general uh, st- stress incontinence. And, uh, um, Justine is very, uh, capable and, uh, well-educated to manage that. Thank yeah. you so um, much. So, yeah. So there you have it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and it was, you said cash-based when you were doing your, uh, your 30 second elevator sure. speech, right? And so I know both of you are cash-based and I know that's a, that's a different, um, that's a different thing in this arena, right? Because right. most people are used to insurance companies Correct. and being all done. Not that you can't get reimbursed by your insurance company for some of the stuff Correct. that y'all do, but uh, but it's cash based. It's cash upfront, right? Um, so I know you got some struggles and some hurdles with that, but why do you two choose to do it that way? 
You want to go first, Siege? Uh, you can. Okay. <laughs> my, my answers are always going to be way longer, so I'll let you okay. like, cover the most part of it. Um, I choose Cash Base, one, because I went to school for a very long time. Mm-hmm. You got bills to pay. I got bills to pay, <laughs> but... You know, I went to school for a long time for an insurance company to place a number or value on what I have to offer to my patients. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is my number one reason after working in a plethora of settings from outpatient to inpatient hospital to a skilled nursing facility. It's Mm -hmm. it's you against the clock. It's not you and your patient entering a relationship so that they can get the best quality of care. It's how um, short how how short duration can I be with a patient and get the most money out of it? Mm-hmm. And I don't operate that way, especially with my particular niche. Mm-hmm. I need to build a rapport. So that's why I chose cash base. So, okay. So your, your treatment methods are a little different. Right. They're different. They take okay. more time. So. All right, CJ, we're all on it. <laughs> um, so Justine makes a good point of like insurance being our limiter um, to the point that it is putting a number on like what are, they're valuing our care, not we're not creating our own value at all whatsoever. And, um, with more PTs graduating, um, insurance, you know, the healthcare reform being as terrible as it was, um, it's, it's just reducing reimbursement rates. So the same, the same hour is not what it was even worth in 2000. Yeah. Well, guess what? The dollar isn't worth what is in 2000, but in an inverse relationship, right. right? So we're not getting paid as much per hour, um, or, you know, people accepting insurance, but we're having to see more patients. So the more patients you have to see at one time, quality of care reduces. I think some PTs do it very effectively. Um, I was not one of them. Mm-hmm. I was I struggled a lot with um, seeing three or four people at a time because uh, one, I like to uh, just talk nonsense and have yeah. a good time and, and sure. create a good, uh, comfortable sweet. environment. Yeah. Um, and you can't do that when you're like yelling at someone across the room like, hey, that looked good, you know, pull your arms back or whatever. Right. Um, and uh, one-on-one care, I believe, is just more effective. I think um, it, I think it's the only care that's effective in, right, in, right. Y'all's, yeah. in y'all's world, right? There is, and and, and I, I try and be very political yeah, on that, my answers. Yeah. <laughs> um, Speak it like it is, man. So, uh, but yes, I, I believe personally that one-on-one care is really the only way to go. Um, but uh, secondly. Uh, cash-based PT is a much lower overhead for us startup businesses. Yeah. So you want to open a physical therapy clinic, accepting insurance, um, you need billing, you need front desk, you have to get accepted by Medicare. Those things take a lot of time and yeah. they take a lot of money. Process. And you can also get, you can also get denied your claims. So right. you can, you, you can, can do the work and then I've never get paid a hundred thousand dollars in patients in six months and then get denied all of it because you didn't get your Medicare ID number. You know, right. those things happen. And that's, I mean, that would just end someone's a big risk. Yeah. So, uh, with the cash base, um, setting, we don't have to worry about that, yeah. right? We're marketing ourselves, but at the same time, we have much bigger, bigger uh, risks and challenges on our own end. Trying to find patients, we're not right. getting sent anyone. Most physicians or surgeons or, or pain management clinics will not send us patients because we don't accept insurance. So we have to lobby for ourselves much harder. Yeah, absolutely. So, and do you guys think that insurance companies would also sort of limit? your, uh, your ways of care, your ability to, Oh to, yeah, correct. To, so they're, we're treating based on what they will reimburse. So right. like, so, so with, instead of the problem that's actually at hand, right. You exactly. got to deal so with they, what category they, you can fit it in. Yeah. If they come in with, um, you know, diagnosed cervical problem, but you know, you see that they've got a, um, uh, a lower extremity issue. Like you aren't technically allowed, allowed to, to, you have to treat that. You area. have to almost like 
I wouldn't say fraud, but you have to really reword your notes appropriately to deem right. that their lower extremity problem is something that can be addressed while addressing their right. cervical problem. Right. When that cervical problem might not even be that bad, you yeah. know, it might right. be something else completely. So, so now you're just setting people up for failure, right? I mean, I mean or they're setting you guys people, up for failure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the patients. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, okay. So you, so you mentioned some challenges with, with, uh, getting some clientele and, and, and really getting people to understand that you guys work differently. What are some of those? Oh, where do I begin? <laughs> so I think it's marketing and letting people know yeah. that they have the option to come to us and understand that or what the comparison is between paying for insurance versus coming to a cash-based provider. Mm -hmm. So I look at it like, okay, we don't want to bash these companies in our area, but sure. we also want to advocate for what we bring to the table. Right. And that boils down to education. It's like, okay, this particular service that I provide for you for an hour versus what, you know, you walk in and pay your copay mm -hmm. and what you get there. And it's, it, sometimes it just doesn't, we are, you know, led by our wallets. So it's like, okay, how do I, you know, explain this in a vernacular that you will understand? Yeah. So does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So how are you? So, okay. So you have to educate, right? You right. need to tell them why you're doing what, what you do and, and why it's different, why it's better. We get, I, I totally get that. Which takes a lot of time. Sure. It's not something that's a quick turnaround. Yeah. And unfortunately, education is not a billable. Right. Yeah. It's not a billable yeah. intervention. And, and, and how many people glaze over within 10 minutes? Oh. Well, well, if when you're doing it in traditional, that's the goal is like, we have to keep them. Yeah. Entertained. Right. And, yeah. and so it's tough to do that. You know, you're like, Oh, you evaluate them and you know, you're like, Oh, you've got this. And you start going down this like very like a uh, biological or mechanical explanation. They're like, Hmm. Yeah. I'm you you kind of nerd out. I'm in pain. <laughs> I'm in pain. Fix Make me. it stop. Right. But with our setting, like mm -hmm. my whole, a, a majority of the time, my whole first hour in evaluation with someone is just talking. Talking. Mm -hmm. Just talking about their issues, their history, getting yeah. much listening appropriately. I don't have to do an evaluation in 15 minutes. I can take my whole hour. I can spend an hour and a half. I can spend two hours if I need to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not limited by those. How things. much more do you guys find out from just having conversation with people than you ever get on the form? Uh, a ton. Yeah. Um, and it's just because the form is so rigid. You know, yeah. there is no room for add in anything. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's what I value the most with cash based is being able to have that conversation and actually have time to process what they're telling me. Right. Cause really like, let's Man, say, I didn't even think about that. You got the backside of it too. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's like, okay, you're against the clock. Let's say we have 60 minutes for our evaluation. You know, we try to fit like 15 of those minutes for your evaluation for me to talk and say, okay, what's really wrong with you? Okay, I think I've seen this before. Whereas like if you come in and sit down, it's like, wait, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more to it than that. It's a right. little bit more than like, hey, I have rotator cuff issue. Right. And then, and or then whatever. And then turn around. I'm just saying, I'm, com I'm coming but to then, your life. But you're right though, but then turn around and process all of that and really start thinking about the best mode of treatment right. within that hour is not, yeah. it's not effective. It's not a cookie it's cutter, tough. you know, it's, treatment style. Right. Yeah. And then, so the, the biggest thing that I see is like, so we were educated, we are, we're diagnosticians, that's what we're taught to do, diagnose. Well, the, the research shows that our ability to diagnose is, is horrendous mm -hmm. across the board. Yeah. Like to diagnose. Um, to diagnose or to misdiagnose? No, to diagnose. Yeah. We misdiagnose all the time, but also on the same clock. That's why it's called practice. Right. Well, well so yeah, right. Health. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> practicing medicine, baby. That's right. Um, so that was fair. That's pretty funny. Um, but on the same clock, even when we do diagnose right, it doesn't matter. Treatments are the same. You have a shoulder issue. You're 
you have rotator cuff, labral, right. um, tendinopathy, something like that. They're going to be treated all the exact same, exactly the same way. So it doesn't matter. Right. So that's, so it's not that important to diagnose properly, but it's very important to understand the history of someone's injury. Sure. Right. So um, what they're going to do when they get home. Well, what they're going to, their lifestyle. Yeah, those things. Act, yeah. So, you know, pain and injury and all these things have much bigger players than just a mechanical mm -hmm. or structural reasoning, right? Stress, yeah. stress, um, activity, uh, you know, lifestyle, those kind of things, you know, what your doctor has told you, your mm -hmm. preconceived notions, mm -hmm. your, um, genetics, all of those things play a role. And so the history is the most important part by yeah. far, um, more so than my ability to run some testing on someone's shoulder, uh, because that testing has pretty much been proven to, to not be effective right. and right. Not, not really show anything. Uh, so with a traditional setting, we can't have that kind of conversation not at yeah. all because it's loud. Right. Um, most people don't open up as well, but in my care and my practice in the room, we joke a lot. We laugh, we get them very comfortable and then uh, things just start opening up. They start talking more. Right? Yeah. The first 20 minutes is, is, um, them trying to explain what's going on. And right. then after 20 minutes of us going back and forth, then basically they reopen for another 10 or 15 minutes. And then the real story comes out like, yeah. Oh, well I gained 30 pounds this time last year. Right. And it's like, Oh, my knees are now hurting. And it's okay. Well, you didn't tell me that in 20 and that definitely wasn't right. in your form. So those things play a role, right? Nothing might be wrong. You just might not be in the shape that you were. Right. You just might have yeah. some pain. So yeah. those are very important to understand. So do you think, you think a lot of the mistakes that, that would come from healthcare and treatment is because they don't get that kind of information? At that yeah. and the, t the time. Yeah. You are against the clock. Even physicians, like especially physicians, oh, yeah. you, when you go, yeah. you go for it. Oh, you what? see, well, you see the, with docs in there five minutes and you yeah. know, he's, he's, he's doing the last piece of it because you're, you're, what's the, yeah. the nurse or another, what's the one that's not a doctor, PA. but can, yeah, the PA, that's the one. And you're, you're just like, you're not comfortable yeah. because you're rushed, you know, especially with issues that I deal, especially with <laughs> issues that I deal with, I'll practice getting closer to the mic, but I was going to touch on what CJ said about like your perceived outcome. Mm -hmm. Studies show that the more positive thinking that you have towards your treatment, the higher your outcomes. Yeah. And you know, the, the quicker you will get better. Mm -hmm. and the longer you will stay better. Sometimes even better if you just don't even know what's wrong with you. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> right. so yeah. no, ignorance that, is bliss. Yeah, that's 100%. The, the truth, yeah. yeah. PTs, you, you will see active, like very fit physical therapists that have the craziest injuries. They're mm -hmm. like some random thing. And I'm like, are you sure? They're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, the one third sector of my bicep attachment point. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, why do you know this? And it's probably not. How come none of your right. patients have ever had this? Right. You yeah. know, so because ignorance is bliss, but the, like what she was going on, positive outcomes. So if someone's bought in, whether I'm right or wrong, my outcomes improve. Right. Whether I've, I've right. like nailed exactly how to because make this they, better. Because they're hopeful they're, and they think yeah, they're going to get better. Positive. And yeah. because they're coming in, usually to me, um, they're, they're not forced to come in. So it's because it's not a health insurance mm -hmm. thing. It's cash based. They're very voluntary, so they're motivated, they're very motivated. Yeah. Same with the people that are going to walk into Justine's office over the next few yeah. years. Um, and then also the, the research is just coming back to narratives like how you speak to your patients overall. Oh, yeah. So if you come in and you're like, you know, Justine's like, Oh man, you're leaking real bad. That's not a good thing. Yeah. You don't say that. Right. Or someone comes in like, Oh my gosh, yeah, you got like, some bedside manner. Right. Right. Yeah. And, but it's, it's, we laugh about it, but it's very true. Yeah. Every PT, every chiropractor, every physician, you know, physician that just read an MRI, like you have the worst back, you have the back of an 80 year old. Mm -hmm. What does that even mean? Right. I know Thanks, 80, by the way. Right. <laughs> I, I know, I know 80 year olds that have more degeneration than you can even imagine that are hundred percent asymptomatic. Right. right. That have no pain. And I know 80 year olds that you uh, could beat me in a race. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you know, if you took a picture of their spine, they will 100% have degeneration. It's part of aging. Right. So yeah, nobody those, gets out alive. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Right? right. So those, those things are really important in like how we speak to our patients and we're able to do a much better job of that, um, in a cash based setting. Absolutely. 
Well, that's cool. So, so time, you know, it gives you guys time is what I'm, is what I'm hearing the most of. So, okay. So ideally because you are cash based, um, obviously other than having cash being a qualification, mm-hmm. what are ideal, um, patients for, to, to come see you? It's funny because we have like he and I, CJ and I have different clientele, but we bridge at one place. And I think that's people who have pelvic issues. Mm-hmm. Right. But for me, my top three, if I were going to have like three, uh, what is avatars, mm-hmm. avatars or something, one would be, you know, victims of sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. You've been hanging out in your digital marketing too long. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know it, That's dude. not your job. You need yeah, to avatar. do that for somebody else. Good at it, okay, <laughs> cool. Avatar, got it. Yeah. We'll tell you who you market to, man. That's it. He knows. Postpartum mothers. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I, I say the female athlete, but I think, yeah, athletes are fun. Mm-hmm. So I'd say they're like those top three. So in any age range? Doesn't any matter. Any age range, yeah. Um, my first client was a five-year-old. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. It happens. It happens. So you, you so you can be young and have these kinds of issues too. Oh, absolutely. Too. You can be born yeah. with, you know, predisposition. Yeah. And then, and so you kind of play in the same arena with the athletes and stuff too. So like, who's an ideal client um, for you guys? Well, you know, it's funny. Athletes, athletes usually aren't my, no, at least not CrossFit athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them just don't need to do as much as they're doing. I just need to kind of like govern their yeah. activity. Like, like, dude, drop a hundred pounds. It's not going to happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, I can just, I can like, I can, uh, almost what we would consider like general supervise them, not direct. So I right. can like modify their training and their workouts. I don't really need to see them that many times. Uh, mm-hmm. they're going to get better if they just let their body heal. Cause they're exercising enough right. and doing all the right things anyways. You know, we, we like check for egregious issues, but mm-hmm. for the most part, they're just going to get better. Um, the patients I really like working with, um, and I would really want to uh, come in my office or chronic pain patients that are kind of on their last limb. They've been through the ringer, they've gotten shots, they're on meds, mm-hmm. you know, likely been, you know, opioid managed at one point in time, surgeries, mm-hmm. maybe worked, maybe didn't. Like those are, those are the patients that um, I have seen the most drastic success with because yeah. my approach is 100% different than any traditional uh, medical so, care. So what do you guys do? Because um, you don't prescribe painkillers and right. all that kind of stuff, right? So what do you do when you get a client that's like, yeah, 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 I hear you, but I'm in pain. And you know, so, you know, can I take something for it? We tell them Tylenol? No. We're not allowed to suggest Yeah, no, like we that. don't. <laughs> I would That's say I just. That was a setup, ladies and gentlemen. Right, right, right. We didn't follow He's like riding it down. <laughs> <laughs> Lawyer walks out of the back. Yeah, right. <laughs> Game over, man. Shut it down. Um, I'd say we balance it out. It's so individualized, and that's what's so good about um, Cash Base is that we talk to you about all the moving factors around your care. Yeah. So if you are always on, if you've been on this prescribed medication, but it conflicts with what, you know, we want to do as far as therapy goes. Like I I use like blood pressure medication as a, you know, issue with my older population. Right. So if you're on blood medication, some uh, blood pressure medications, Mm -hmm. your pressure fluctuates up and down. If your blood pressure drops when you stand up, I can't treat you because you will feel faint and dizzy. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, we try to develop a relationship with your physician so that we can communicate and figure out what's best for you. Yeah. We advocate for the patient. So, so okay, let me ask you, this. How, are you how are you accepted in the physician world? You know, because I know that... that I know that there's all kind. Of, you know, there's always conflicts between, and and, and we don't have to get yeah, way deep. Yeah. But I mean, are you getting a welcoming uh, setting? I am. I, I CJ not so much. I don't know about <laughs> CJ. I don't know, but I can speak for myself because I they see more value in something that they 
I guess are unfamiliar with. Yeah. Uh, I think that sometimes like ortho PTs, I, I wouldn't even call them ortho PTs, but PTs that, you know, focus on orthopedics more than I guess isolated to the pelvic floor. It's kind of like they heard it. They've heard this before. They've right. heard it all before. But with this, it's like, wow, like, I don't know what to, to do to help this patient get better or this population get better. Right. I'd say that it's, and then I remove the competition aspect because it's almost like, oh. You guys are you're more of an accompaniment or a, or a, right. a supplement too, yeah, right? Yeah, a supplement. So I don't think it's necessarily that. I also think that like the way that CJ and I are marketing ourselves, it's not like, I guess the, the icing on the cake, like you're saying, is a supplement, but I look at it like we are helping the patient get better, helping the doctor look better. Yeah. Have you ever heard, like, I don't know, CJ, if you've ever heard, like, hey, don't mess up my surgery. Have you heard that before? Like, if a surgeon did a back or a knee? Well, I don't I don't get it referred from a lot of surgeons. Okay, well. So CJ's got a problem in that social area we're going to work on, but. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe you can teach but him a couple maybe things. Maybe he's intentionally doing that. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But yeah, they we're don't like you to mess. <laughs> they don't like you to mess with their stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if we can help them, if we can help them understand it a little bit better, I think that that works. Yeah. And they're open more now sure. to conversation. Yeah. Well, and I like what you said. I mean, if you're helping, if ultimately if the patient's getting better, mm -hmm. then everybody looks good. Everybody right? looks good. Yeah. Absolutely. They'll write reviews on. Sort of. Sort of. Write reviews on uh, Google. And That's right. Yeah, for me. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, CJ, tell me about your experience, please. I can so, tell you're dying for it, man. So um, the biggest thing that I do is educate, and it's very important. And a lot of what healthcare, from rehab to um, physician, when mm -hmm. it comes to pain, is, is just wrong. The research is refuting almost universally yeah. what we've been told for so many years. Yeah. That's and happening with a lot of things these days. Right, well, I can only speak on what I know, and yeah. I know I and we, we don't really know pain, but I know it enough to talk on it mm -hmm. socially and um and the research is just like disproving everything. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, anything like your hips are out of alignment, your spine's out of alignment, uh this degeneration is causing your pain. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm on social media self selfless plug. Uh my Instagram, mm -hmm. the movement doctor, we're Do doing it. a thirty days Follow. month of myths and it's pretty much everything you've ever heard from either your it's physical therapist. Now. It's all yeah. different. Um, you know, your core is weak, causes your back pain. So all of these things are just being disproven to not have a lot of validity with the evidence. So when someone comes into me, you know, pre-surgery mm -hmm. and um, I'm like, what are you capable of doing? You know, uh, like I can put my arm, so we'll just say shoulder. Shoulder's just very common in CrossFit and the patients that I see. Yeah, can, like, those, put, tires. Huh? those tires. Those tires. <laughs> tires are actually pretty safe. <laughs> um, just keep it real close. So, uh, you know, they come in and I'm like, what can't you do? I'm like, well, I just can't snatch really heavy. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, what's wrong? They're like, well, they MRI, I have a torn labrum. Well, the guy sitting in front of you, me, I have two torn labrums mm -hmm. and I do high level CrossFit every day. No pain. And they're still torn. They're still torn. They don't get better. It's not <laughs> they don't like get untorn? No, they don't get okay. untorn. And I have no pain. I had pain for a long time. Yeah. But with proper progression, your body will adapt. You're not Nolan Ryan. You're not Drew Brees. Right. You're not throwing, you know, or uh, so it, it can get better, right? And the surgeries, the outcomes um, compared to uh, non-surgical right. are the same. Surgery is a little quicker. So sometimes it's people that just can't wait. So athletes have mm -hmm. a much different um, contract. <laughs> right. Yeah. So they need to get back on the floor to make money, et cetera. Right. So that's different. But, but when you look at like one year, 18 months, two years, a lot of surgeries that we get done, labral repairs, rotator cuff surgeries, um, meniscal repairs or meniscal, um, uh, intervention. And, and they're just compared to non-surgical. They're yeah. not, 
they're just, the outcomes don't change much. Yeah. Okay. And so with that in mind, I don't want anyone to go under the knife ever. Right. right. You know, and then pain is a terrible reason to go in for surgery when pain is now we're learning is more of what we call a psychosocial or biopsychosocial yeah. player. It's there just as an indicator perception. that you've got to be yeah. doing something different. Right. Right. Um, you know, and it's not, it's, we once thought pain was always biomechanical. So like you have pain, something is structurally wrong causing your pain. And now we're learning that it's not, it's the psychosocial factors that are playing a much bigger role. Biological is still there. Very important. Right. But it's, much smaller it's in all the in your grand head. scheme of things. It's not all in your head. No, we're not saying that. Don't say that. Don't say that. No, it's not all in your head. <laughs> the uh, thoughts here are not supported by. No, right. no. <laughs> the major players in pain research now, yeah. like they all have started like blogs and things that like headlined. Mm -hmm. It's all in your head. It's not. Yes. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Headlining it, saying that. Right. People that think is. that that like you know what's the name of someone that's like a leader in pain perception and in uh, research now. Oh. um, James Lowry. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those people like all these, and he's, he's studied a lot more in depth. And I think, you know, as pelvic floor PTs, we have to understand pain mm -hmm. a little bit better and rehab people, anybody, doctors, nurses, we have to understand pain a little bit deeper mm -hmm. just because, you know, people come in the door. And that's the first thing they want taken care of. Yeah. Right? They I come mean, in the door for you that, you yeah. know, and it's, it's just like just understanding it better and relating yeah. and time bringing it back around has a lot to do with that so yeah. that we can sit and talk and figure out what's going right. on. With yeah. How much of, of, of what you guys see is just, it's all, it's all movement, right? I mean, it's, mm. it's, well, it's all perception. It's all sensory perception is what it is. And like what you perceive is safe, dangerous, how your body is reacting to whatever's wrong. Right. Right? Right. So we can have structural injury. That's fair. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Right. It 1000% happens. I fall off. I break my ankle. It's there. Right. But what happens is, is we get these phenomena that basically teach our body teaches itself to be in pain as a protective response right. and it's the inappropriate that's what chronic pain is right. you ever stepped on a lego yes it hurts oh, so bad worst not oh as bad as attack but right right goes away in 30 seconds right yeah. it hurts i mean it hurts yeah. you know like i'll get out but and during that 30 seconds cut my foot right. off it's gone yeah. <laughs> just, just get it off yeah. Yeah. but it goes away right because your body knows it, yeah. you look down and you respond properly right yeah. and it goes away well chronic pain you have an injury and it sticks around because it's that nervous system acting inappropriately. Now it's scared, it's nervous, it's like an alarm and it's on this red alert yeah. and it's staying there. So what we have to do is we have to, we have to teach you how to calm it down and we have to teach the nervous system that it's okay. And we do that with movement, mm -hmm. we do it with education, breathing, pacing, um, big. knowledge is the most important, right? Yeah. So we, we get these things that- You redirect the brain to think about something else. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, we can get super nerdy. We won't just keep it. That's uh, all right. I like clean. super nerdy. So uh, <laughs> redirecting that concept is like, um, so people use things like foam rolling. Yeah. Right. So the common knowledge of foam rolling is that it breaks down fascia. Okay. Zero percent chance of that ever happening. Right. <laughs> ever. Never. No. So I just look like a goofball when I'm rolling on the no, phone? No, I mean, so what it does is because you feel better when you're done. Right. Well, you, sure. You I mean, you work in core muscles and things that you wouldn't normally do, right? Sort of. So you have you have a calf muscle that's sore, mm -hmm. right? It's sore. You rub it out, right, on the foam roller. It feels better. Yeah. What happens is, is a phenomenon or a theory called diffuse noxious inhibitory stimuli. Basically, the major pain effect. Right. Right. So you put, you create a painful stimulus. Right. You raise More your- More painful than what you had. Exactly. To start so with, now yeah. your body is responding yeah. to whatever the symptom was. 
much different, yeah. which is what stretching is. So, so it's all the same. When I first found trigger point, uh-huh. <laughs> the word, yeah. two words, uh, well, and the, you know, the, whatever the, the, the blocks ball. is and, mm-hmm. the, and the things that come with it. And I ran my first half marathon after not running oh, ever in my life. Oh, cool. And I tried it and I was like, get away from me. Mm-hmm. There's no way that this is going to make me feel better. Don't ever touch me with that again <laughs> because it hurts so hurts. bad. Yeah. It's very painful. Right. Yeah. So four or five times later, I was like, oh, dude, this was good. Where's trigger yeah. point? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So it totally, I get to, I totally get it. You, 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 you make something hurt worse. Like when I would stub my toe, mm-hmm. you'd pinch yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or you hit your head and mm-hmm. you, you'd go kick your toe. It's right. like you mm-hmm. replace one mm-hmm. with the other. So I get it. I, to- I totally get it. It's amazing what our bodies can really do. Oh it's, yeah. You know, beyond you our, beyond our comprehension. Yeah. Right. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, Okay, so so we are kind of getting towards the end of time here, but for uh, both of y'all, where can we send people if they want more information or if they want to come see you or or how, like like actually walk me through your intake process, both of y'all. Like how does how does it intake process? Okay, so you could either find us online at www.innerphysique.com. You go on there and then you can book an appointment with us online. Mm-hmm. You can spell come. inner. It's spelled differently. Yeah. Right? So I N H E R. Okay. Yeah. So that's how we spell it. And you can book online there. After you book online there, we'll call you and we'll kind of like do a mini consultation mm-hmm. to see exactly why you'll come in to kind of like, you know, yeah. stop playing the guessing game and know kind of what, how much time we need to block sure. off for you. Then you'll fill out your paperwork online or print them out and bring them in. Mm-hmm. And then you come in and talk with this Dr. Justine and do your evaluation. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll formulate a plan after that. Right. Treatment plan after that. So how long does it use? So let's say I come in and see you. Are you able to usually do a treatment plan after first sitting down and talking to you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We get you on the right track. Sometimes it's it's trial and error, especially if your medical diagnosis doesn't match the symptoms that you're showing in our session. But we can always do, we do a lot of education. So, you know, hey, let's do a bladder diary. If you're leaking, okay, when do you leak? How much? Right. Food right. did you eat today? Blah, blah, blah. That kind of thing. Right. So I can come see you one time and at least I'm going to be heading in the right direction. Right. I wouldn't say just come and see me one time and just go. <laughs> no. no, but I, I, okay. So, but right. so on the first time that I see you. So, yeah, uh, yeah. we're going to make some kind of program. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, not prognosis because anything can change at any point. Right. Yeah. But, you know, six to eight visits or a year. Yeah. It depends. So, cause I know, I know I've gone in to, um, see physicians or whatever and you leave there kind of like, okay, well, what do I do now? And right. it's like, you, yeah. know, you don't get it, you know, and that's or you got to wait three weeks for the test results to come back oh or whatever gosh, it is. That's like the worst, yeah. the worst. But because we, in her physique, we really base our treatment around function. So it's going to be a goal. Mm-hmm. It's not going to, Hey, like, let me stop leaking on myself or leaking during like no, what is it? You want to have sex with your husband again? Right. You want to be intimate with your husband again? You want to go, you know, to work without, you know, embarrassing and leaking sure. through your clothes? Like, we make functional goals that will impact your spirit. Yeah. So that's kind of what we do yeah. during the first session. No, that's cool. Because yeah. then when you, I mean, man, there's nothing better than progress. Yeah. That's right. Right. And tangible like progress. Yeah. Like the small wins. It's yeah. Huge, huge. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what about your, your, what's your intake process like? Um, you got to throw a tire a couple times. Same and- thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's very simple. Uh, you know, schedule online, call, everything's done through my phone, Facebook, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's very simple. Um, we get in, we have our first hour evaluation, a lot of talking, educating, getting to know your, um, your history yeah. and what's going on. Sometimes it's quick. Um, if I know the patient, sometimes it's a, it's a little quick. I know most of my patients prior mm-hmm. to them walking in, um, just from being ingrained in, in the community for mm-hmm. the last couple of years here. Um, but yet we've never met. I don't know how this know. happens, dude. Yeah. Well, Weird. 
It's bigger than what you think it is, though. <laughs> it's not that big. It's not that big. Never mind. Okay. It's not that big. And um, and yeah, so the goal is to have maybe maybe not like a one hundred percent plan, but have confidence that you're going to get better. That's yeah. all I want to instill in my patient before they leave yep. day one, especially those that have been in pain for a really long time, that have been demonized by other practitioners. Right. Like, oh my God, your shoulders, blah blah blah. Your knee is this, right. and your back is this. And it's like, hey, it's all good. We're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's plenty of people out there that are quote unquote structurally worse than you and they don't feel anything. Right. We can get there. We yeah. can get there hundred percent. You know, it's going to take, it's just going to take a little bit of time. You're doing the right stuff or you're not doing the right stuff. Let's try these things. Or I know you're scared to do X, Y, and Z. Let's just do X until we see each other again. And then we'll go from there. Yeah. Right. And that CJ is like super huge, right? Because just one I, thing, right? One thing, mm -hmm. just one thing. But also like, I guarantee you when they're going to the doctor, their doctor is not instilling that confidence no, in them. Right. So, and that's how we get our outcomes. Right. Yeah. It's sort of, it's sort of, okay, here's the problem. Here's the treatment. This mm -hmm. is what we suggest. Have a good day. Let right. me know right. if something's different. Right. Yep. As mm -hmm. opposed to the, you get the whole like cheerleader sort of rooting you on and. Yeah. And, sort of. But we back up what we say. Yeah. I, yeah, you know I what I'm saying? You. That's the you. thing about but, it. But, uh, well, and I say these things like this because, because first of all, it's a huge differentiator, but second of all, I mean, there's some value in that, that I don't think, a lot of people understand yet. I know there's a lot of there's a lot of movement coming around to some of this this style of treatment. This sort of I don't necessarily want to medicate everything, and and I really do want things to be specialized and personalized. And and so people are waking up. I guess is how you could right. call it and see that. So Woke. so to me, I mean, I feel you. If if I got somebody, if, if if my doctor called me on like Tuesday after I went and saw him on Friday, and he was like, hey, you know, checking up, how you doing? That right. kind of stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's huge. Presents for huge. Christmas, yeah, birthday, right. <laughs> like right, yeah. and then knew me by my first name. I mean, yeah. that's even better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, very cool. Okay, so do you have a website? Um, yeah, it's a uh, www dot uh, dot net. Okay, um, and then Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, all that good yeah, stuff. the Movement Doctor. Instagram is uh, the underscore movement underscore dr. What's with the underscores? Well, you can't. I don't know. You it can't better. do dash. Well, it just looked better than like the Movement Doctor straight across. Visual, <laughs> right, visual, right, right. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. all right. Aesthetics, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, very cool. Awesome. Well, I want to thank both of y'all for coming in today. Thank you so much. And uh, um, very, very interesting work that you guys are doing. Very cool. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Something thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, okay, you guys, you can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook, or you can find us on our website at businessradiox.com or on our live feed at businessradiox.live. This has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters.